Welcome to the On The Brink Podcast. I do want to start today's episode by, you know, plugging my socials. You can follow me on Twitter at GamingOnTheBrink. You can also find my YouTube channel under uh, Derek Gaming, where I will try to post, and you know, frequently as I possibly can. Um, but as far as you know, the plugin has right now. That's it. Um, I do want to start our first topic off, you know, with a Twitch streamer, Doctor Disrespect, who has been permanent. What I heard, either temporarily or permanently banned from Twitch. As right now, we have really no details on why Dr. Disrespect was banned from Twitch. Um, there are a few people that have claimed that they know a, a lot that's going on in the situation, but they not they will not be releasing the information. Uh, you know, there's a lot of theories out there is that maybe... Uh, it was due to past things. I don't know. I'm not going to say too much about about it because um, until we know more about the situation, I don't want to throw gossip and rumor onto the situation when it may not be warranted. Uh, but it's just shocking, you know, when you pull up your newsfeed and you you hear such a big Twitch streamer has been has been banned. There's been a lot of Twitch streamers that have been banned recently, or have been have lost sponsorships. Uh, and which brings me to a subject that I hold at dear near heart, which is games, which is what this podcast is based off. And the whole fact of cancel culture. I just talked about it in my uh, latest YouTube video. But the, the emphasis of cancel culture, just wanting to cancel everything, I do think is wrong. Uh, like, I seen something on my Facebook uh, the other day, and it was preluded uh, to... Uh, the first part has nothing to do with games, but it will lead into games. That they want to remove guns from Looney Tunes, uh, a cartoon that came out, I think, like the 50s, 60s. And I don't think they should. They should just leave it alone. It's an old cartoon from way back in the day. And a lot of people in the comment section kept saying that we need to get rid of game. They need to get rid of violent video games. Uh, the issue is violent video games. And I would say the that's not the issue. And there has been research after research done to prove that video games do not cause violence. I know when a lot of these uh, shootings were going on last year, that's one thing that they kept talking about. You know, in the news media, maybe uh, there needs to be a rating label on games. Even the president came out and said there should be a, uh, the game should have a ratings label, which they already do. And the fact that there's a lot of people saying that, you know, if you shot a gun in the game, that you shot a gun in real life. Which I have a lot of friends that have shot guns. And they say 
shooting a game a gun in the game does not make make you shooting that like it's like you're shooting a gun in real life. Um and I heard somebody uh put a perfect analogy on it. Somebody was like I was watching and said that if games are so realistic then why aren't all the Madden players who play Madden in the NFL? If games are so realistic, why isn't there any professional Madden players who play in the Madden tournaments and, you know, play Madden just nonstop? Why aren't they in the NFL? And and that's because games may look real, but they're not. No person that shoots a gun in a game can just instantly be military level and shoot a gun without all that, you know, training to that level. And it's the same way, it's the same thing with football games, you know, you know, you know, wrestling games, you know, RPGs and, you know, all the, is that you can't be, you can't play a Madden game, you can't play a NBA game and be like, you know, awesome tier level and, Say yeah, well no, I'm ready for the NBA because that's just not how it works. So, the thing on video games that cause violence has been proven to be wrong, and it's a, a tired trend of them going at some people criticizing games and you know and, and movies going attacking these two things when it people you know say that it's so bad. My philosophy is if you don't like what's in the game, if you know a game has something in it that you don't you don't like and may offend you even a little bit, then just don't play it. Just don't play the game. Because you can't please everybody. And and a developer of a game they're going to make people mad no matter what. Because n- nobody, not everybody's going to be happy in the game. Just like, you know, the most recent game, The Last of Us 2. You know, a lot of people uh, were upset and said that they wasted their money on buying the game because of what happened in the game. And there's other people that said that they, they enjoyed it. But that that's just you know people's opinion. But I I like developers when they take a risk and go outside the box, especially in games that like in the in the zombie genre. You know what I mean? Characters. In a, a zombie apocalypse, are prone to be killed. I mean, that's just the way they structure the world. And you take a chance. And a Twitch here I was watching last night. Uh, well, said that you know these are the developer stories, and they're just letting us. Sharing the story that they created. And. I think that's a cool way to look at it. 
is that they're showing, they're they're gracious enough to let us see the stories that they've written. Yes, it may not please everybody, and that's just not a realistic standard. I mean, look, I'm sure a lot of people are going to like the upcoming cyberpunk game. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that dislike it. And those same people that criticize games, I'm sure, is going to criticize Cyberpunk because of all of its, you know, supposed violence, you know, and other, you know, raunchy things that is going to be in the game. But look, it's a game. The argument that I don't want my kids, you know, to play this game, I, I'm just going to be blunt about it, then don't... As parents, don't let your kids buy. I mean, well, your kids can't buy it. Then don't buy the game for the kid. Because the games like Cyberpunk are rated M. Which means you have to be 18 years old to buy the game. So, the argument, I don't want my kid playing. Well, some some adult has had to buy that game for the kid. You got to monitor what your kids do. And and if you're just throwing your kid in front of the screen and say, hey, go play this, you know what? And they, you know what? I don't like this game. I don't want my kids playing this, but you know what? Let's keep them quiet. No, you can't have it both ways. You have to step up and, you know, monitor what your kid watches or plays. Because the same argument has been said. Time and time again about, you know, Grand Theft Auto. Well, this is not appropriate for kids. You know, they're not marketed toward kids. Grand Theft Auto has never been marketed to, towards kids. They've always said this is a rated M game, 18 years older. But you, it's a tired trend of the same thing. And I just think the attacks on... On, on video games needs to stop. I mean, I know they they never will. I mean, it's, some of this may be coming from people that don't even play games or even understand that there's a lot of things that go into a game. You know, great stories that come out of games. Uh, like The Witcher. The Witcher 3 has a, I heard it has an incredible story. We got very good games like, you know, Final Fantasy VII, um, God of War, you know, was a great game. Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2 was incredible storytelling. Masterpieces. And you're going to have many more games. I know, I'm hoping Ghost of Tsushima is one of those masterpieces that, you know, I can say this is a very awesome game. I, I... It had incredible storytelling. Time will tell on that one. You know, Spider-Man had very great, you know, storytelling. It, it immersed you in the world. You felt like, you know, Spider-Man. You know, zipping around New York City. Great storytelling. When it's done right, it is done right. And when it's done bad, it is done really awful. But, you can say the same thing about 
anything, any medium, whether that's a game, whether that's a movie, whether that's a TV show, when it's done good, it's done good. And I, I, I was talking to someone in the Twitch streamers chat last night, and I said that I'm thinking I'm going to wait till price drops on The Last of Us 2, so I might get it after what I've seen. I might get, but I'm, I'm going to probably wait for the price to drop. You know, maybe about, you know, a $40 buy. Maybe if it drops to 30 I might buy it then. Um, and so, you know, one of the viewers said that you, I should go ahead and get it. Now, because it's a masterpiece, it's worth $60. And I just, I didn't disagree with them. But I just said, you know, it's not a day one buy for me. It's not an instant buy for me. It's not a game that I have to have right now. Um, so waiting for the price to drop for me is going to be the best interest. Um, Ghost of Tsushima was a definite hands down a day one buy for me. It's a game I'm going to... But hopefully be able to play on day one. And there's certain games like that. And, you know, so far this year, there's been two games that I've had to have, you know, day one buy. And that was, you know, FF, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake. And now Ghost of Tsushima. There's a few more games depending on when it launches. I want to buy Cyberpunk and Valhalla Day 1. But the thing is, is that with it potentially, both games being potentially on launch with the PlayStation 5, I don't know, I don't know if I'm just going to buy it for the 4 or just wait and get the games with the 5. And so that's the thing I am debating. Um... There's a new article that came out that said that the PlayStation 5 physical with the disk drive is going to be $499 and the digital was going to be $399. Uh, if that rumor turns out to be true, then that's a very good pricing point. Um, but I don't know how reliable that is and I don't know how true that is because... Some fact that we don't even know what the X Xbox is doing. Yes, we know what the console looks like, and they show a few stuff, but we won't really know more until Xbox's big event in July, which is going to be, you know, really exciting. We'll do it. I'm going to watch it. Um, we do know that you know another Crash Bandicoot game is coming out. That game looks really good. What they showed off on that, and you know, I was I'm I've always been a big fan of Crash Bandicoot. I remember playing that game when I was a kid, back on the PlayStation One. Had a lot of fond memories with them, but I do want to talk about because I was just talking to my dad about, you know. Game a game that I think they should bring over to the Switch, since it is owned by Nintendo, and I don't know how many people remember it, but in 
an old game called Gemini. Now, Gemini is a really old Nintendo 64 game that had a pretty good story. I think that game could use a Nintendo Switch remaster of the game. Because, far as to my knowledge, that game has never been remastered. So, by them doing, by them remastering that game, uh, that that would be awesome. Um, if you heard a little bit of noise, sorry about that. Some stuff fell fell off my shelf into my gate. Um, but as far as I know, that game hasn't been remastered on any other platform or even by Nintendo itself. So. It was a game that was... It was very hard for its time. Um, and, and you know... We never did finish it. But it was, it was a solid game. And another game... And the director of it said that they... Are potentially looking into making more games. And that's the Amamusha series. Which... Was another fantastic series. Uh... Is it was a game that I do remember playing with my dad. Uh, we, I think we played all of them. We played the first. We, yeah, we played all of them. Even I think the most late, the last one that they did, which was a uh, Don Don of Dreams, Amush Don Dreams, which was a really cool game because it was the first one that introduced. I think you could play. Yeah, you could be. You can play with. Kind of like multiplayer in the story. So I thought that was. You know interesting. But they have talked about the possibility. Of. Doing those games again. Which makes me very excited. For the future of. The franchise. It, it was a very successful series. It brought them a lot of money. Which is why a lot of people were surprised. That they stopped making them. But they came out and said that they had a lot of other things on the plate at the time, so they couldn't really do it. Uh, so on, so that that that's a and another good game. It was a it was a decent game series, but I do think it war- warrants a remake or at least a remastered, and that and that's a series called Arc the Lad. Arc Lab was a really good. It was a very good series. Um, I don't know how many people remember it, but Arc Lab had a good story. The characters were were good. Uh, if I remember, it's been a long time. I do think that game was also turn based. A lot of those games back then were turn based, like especially like the RPG style games. Um, they didn't hardly ever do, I don't think at that time they never did do like the battle system, you know, the action battle system, so you know, that's I would say that if they did remake it, or at least a remaster, it would probably be you know, action based, but I could be wrong I actually would be fine with either if they did remaster it um I don't know if it would be on the Switch, I think you could if it's just a remaster enhancing the graphics of today's standard, I think you could. If you're leaving the rest of it the same, Bass and the story, I think you could 
you know, put you can put it on Xbox, you can put it on PlayStation and the Switch, and I think it would sell for fairly well. Um, but I know that the game came out. I haven't played it yet, but uh, series I think I do think they should also continue is the Marvel Ultimate Alliance se- uh, series. I do think that they have a more recent version of the game on the Switch. If I'm not mistaken. Um, I haven't got that one yet. I haven't really seen the reviews on it. I might have to look up some reviews. To see what people's opinion on it were. Uh, but I remember the. Very first. Marvel's Alliance. Me and my cousin. We used to play the game. Quite a bit. You know. Through the different superheroes. The customization of the characters. We just found uh, really cool. Um. A lot of those games take me back to my childhood, you know, my kid days, and, you know, a lot of fond memories. Um, again, I've been playing games since I was, like, seven, so, you know, I, I do have a lot of years in, in, in gaming. Um, I did play a few PC games, but uh, games back then, I didn't play all that many. I think the only PC games I really played was the CSI games. And they, they was alright. That was about the extent of my PC days. I never really did any more about uh, PC. Because I've tried to play games on PC. And some people have a knack for doing it. I, I just don't. My hands are more made for a controller. A, a game controller. My hands just in my brain cannot process, you know... Keyboard and mouse, it just it just cannot. I've tried. Some people prefer a keyboard and mouse over a console controller, and I know you can play con- a lot of console games with uh, a PS4 controller or Xbox controller. But a lot of people say that you know they put you at a disadvantage, especially in multiplayer games. Especially if somebody is very good with keyboard and mouse. Um, I just, I'm never able to get into it, um, but I might, when I'm able to, I might get me a PC, I don't know if it's going to be this year, but I I am thinking about looking up, looking into getting a PC set up, um, I do, I would have to rearrange a lot of stuff in my room to, to get fit a PC in my room. Because my room's not that big. Um, to fit everything in, especially with my TV and all that. But, that's something I eat. I definitely am looking into. Um, it's just a matter of when I, I decide to get it. Um, and I do want to apologize. I didn't. Uh, record this episode yesterday because I was really uh, I was really sick and I just didn't, I didn't really feel like uh, recording but I do want to apologize I it slipped my mind I didn't let you guys know on Twitter or Facebook um, sorry um, but I might do a mini podcast episode. Maybe, maybe tomorrow, or I might do it, I'm going to say this right now, I am going to do a mini episode, 
Monday, and I will let you guys, I will tweet out, and I will let people know that the episode would be coming out. I do want to cover stuff that's going to be going on in the uh, Cyberpunk stu- uh, uh, trailer that came out. I haven't watched it yet. I've watched like two minutes of it. But I haven't like actually watched it, so I can't give my opinion on it. But I do want to. And that's what most of the episode will be about Monday. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for uh, this week's episode. And until Monday, see ya.